Hollywood with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3. It's a quick podcast this week for me with a special guest, Mr. Nick Hanner. We have to start with Northwestern Mutual, though, the exclusive sponsor of this podcast. Thank you to Northwestern Mutual, a company that is always very involved in the community and what's going on in Central Illinois, just like us. So check out Northwestern Mutual for all your financial needs. What's going on with Channel 1450? Well, it's the middle of July, so it's a slow period. We'll have a preview look at Stanford Olympia coming up on the website, a great conversation with their athletic director and football coach about what the Sagamo can expect from them and what they expect from the Sagamo. We'll be finishing up the Jack Knutson Live Rewind talking Glenwood football, and we just might have our first fishing frenzy of the summer with the SHE football team. We also got to see quite a few football teams this week coming into the studio to shoot some video with the neon sign, some preview stuff for pigskin previews, and for hype videos this fall. That's really all I got this week. Let's get to this week's guest. It's Athens football assistant coach, former quarterback and point guard, Nick Hanner, talking teaching, coaching, Athens, and so much more. Joined... This week by Ethan's legend. I think that's fair to say. No. Uh, th- thank you for taking the time. I got Nick Hanner here. Um, it's summertime, so like you, like we talked about coming in, a little bit of downtime, but I kind of want to catch up with you and, and see how things are going. Um, what's it feel like to kind of come back to Ethan's after leaving for college for a few years? Oh, uh, you know, <clears throat> coming back to the old stomping grounds, a little, uh, little nerve-wracking, a little bit different. I mean, being gone for almost five years and spending most of my time up in Galesburg and Bloomington getting education, um, meeting some new people. It's kind of nice to come back, see some familiar faces, uh, get used to the get used to the new kids. I haven't been able to connect and make relationships with them for a while, but it's, it's good. It's going good. Um, like I said, just seeing some familiar faces and rekindling those relationships is nice. As we walk back through the halls of Athens, a lot has changed here. Um, what's that like to see the, the upgrades that the school is doing, the district is doing? Because, I mean, it's got to be incredible for this town. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's cool to see that we're, uh, you know, we're adjusting. We're adjusting with the times. We're uh, getting, like you said, we're getting these renovations done. School looks completely different. Um, I, like my first my first day back here going to the weight room and going to practice, I got lost, I think, three or four times. <laughs> and I was asking Coach Knox and Coach Dion, I'm like, Where's you know where's the gym? Where's the weight room? And the weight room looks completely different. Yeah. Uh, classrooms are completely different. Everything's just complete 180 from when I was here. So I mean, it's sweet to see that uh, we're adjusting with the times. We got, like I said, we got the new weight room. We got the practice gym. We got the whole the the game gym looks different. Um, obviously, football's still the same, but yeah, it's pretty sweet to see. What do you remember from coming into your freshman year? What, what was the first trip to the locker room like? Or not the locker room, the weight room, sorry. When you come in as a freshman, what was that first trip like and where was it at? It's, it's been almost a decade ago now. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to remind me, man. I'm getting old. Um, yeah, it's different. Um, we got When I was first here, it was all rubber mat floors. The weight room was old, a little bit older. Equipment was older, squat racks, bench press. There's holes in the bench press, uh, the benches that they lay on. Yeah. Uh, but now everything's completely upgraded. I mean, it's sweet. Um, we got band, we got <clears throat> Coach Larson. He's in there working with the kids nonstop. Um, yeah, these it's, the, the weight room's completely different. Um, we got new sound system. Uh, whenever I first walked in as a freshman, you had to plug you had to plug in your iPhone to play music, <laughs> and now the kids are using this Bluetooth stuff. 
So, yeah. but no, it's sweet. The weight room's completely different. Um, Coach Larson does a great job. He has his kids and they're working. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's good to see. It's good to see. As you look back on that now, <clears throat> you kind of see where not only high school athletic has gone, but college athletics and just the development of the athlete. Um, how important is stuff like that to have when, I mean, you know, as a football player, a lot of the work put in to be successful is in that space. So to have top-of-line facilities is huge for the Athens Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. When I first came in, it was – we weren't doing all this band work and all that like these kids are doing nowadays. I mean, it's – some of our stuff is – it's a little bit different. Um, we're not, you know – going insanely heavy on max stuff like we used to when I was in high school. It's a lot more reps and you see these guys. The, the, the kids nowadays, I mean, they're just so much more athletic. I mean, you can just see, like, we're, we're using our resources and back then we, I don't, we didn't really use them as much as we do now. Yeah. But the knowledge you can see within everybody just, it's grown. It's grown tremendously and it's great to see. Um, we're, we're utilizing those. Um, you mentioned it, but the kids athletically today and just kind of what you see there, um, I think it's fair to say that in the in the glory days of when you were here, you guys had some just incredible athletes with yourself, with Hunter Maxwell. I mean, you throw in Drayton in there. Oh, yeah. Where, I mean, multi-sport athletes that could just do just about anything on any field or any court to where it's like, Imagine the possibilities now if you get those kids in the right program to, to really maximize their potential. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you see that. You 100% see that. Like, we got a bunch of guys that are play football, and then they play basketball, and they go into track, or they play baseball. So utilizing, and Coach Knox, he's, a real, he's done a really good job of emphasizing to the kids, like, hey, I don't want you just playing football. Yeah. Like, I want you to either play basketball, run track, play baseball. Do, do something other than football because your body, your body can adjust. If your body can adjust to multiple sports, this is going to make you more dynamic and more more confident within yourself on a football field, on a baseball field, on a basketball court, on a running track. Like we got multiple guys that are in our backfield or our receivers here that were on the four by one state track team, and that's great to see. And we we as a coaching staff, we encourage that. A lot. We want kids to go out, participate in sports, be within the community, um, and that's something that Coach has done a great job. Coach Knox has done a great job. Coach Dione, Coach Sean Knox. I mean, we got we got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys that play multiple sports. And whenever you play multiple sports, it not only grows your knowledge base and it makes you appreciate more. Whenever you get into that, get back into football or get back into basketball, it makes you appreciate like how hard you have to work and the discipline you have to have to say to have a consistent routine to understand what like hard work and determination and all that has to do with being an athlete. And I think <clears throat> back when I was in school, I mean, it was like we we my senior year we lost to St. Teresa on Saturday. And on, on Monday we had practice, and Tuesday we had our first basketball game. <laughs> so it was it's a it was a shorter transition for me and the 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 guys that I was playing with, but it also made us better. It made us better in the long run. So it's good to see that these kids and that these players that we have on the football team are playing basketball or running track or playing baseball. So it's it's awesome to see. In terms of a numbers game and in 
life hits you real quick. Nobody from Athens is probably going to play in the NFL or probably play in the NBA. Um, so what does it mean to have the flexibility, the, the diversity to play multiple sports and learn, you know, life isn't necessarily about sports, but it's about those lessons that you mm-hmm. learned in those sports. And that's, that's got to be huge for the kids around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what Coach Knox has always said to these guys. Like, we, you might, you, like you said, nobody from Athens is going to the NFL. Nobody from Athens is going to the NBA. So you, you take that discipline and hard work and all that stuff that you're doing now, and you carry that into your personal life and life after sports. Um, when I was in high school, I know these kids might not agree right now that they're playing, but when I was in high school, I was the same way. I didn't see anything else for myself except being involved in sports. Yeah. Like, play, like playing sports. Like, I never saw that or I never, you know, looked that far into the future, I guess. But, you know, it it, it taught the, the lessons that they, that coach and every single coach that I've had has taught me is carried over into my life. And carried over into work, carried over into school and all that, like you have to you can't just expect to be a football player the rest of your life it's not going to happen um, so just being able to take discipline hard work, understanding the life lessons that we're teaching you that you had to be on point with everything you do in your life obviously you're going to have the bad days the, the days aren't going to go the way you want but you know just staying on top of things and I think that's what one thing that we emphasize as a coaching staff is that we just don't want everything to be about. We don't want to pertain everything, relate everything to sports. We want to relate to waking up every day and going to work. Like Coach Nyon and I were talking this morning. We had a, we had a couple kids that didn't that were that were late, and Coach Nyon's like, "Well, if you show up late to work, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to get fired, or you're going to lose your job, or something." So. Just like we we emphasize to those kids, like if you if you hold yourself accountable and you wake up every day and you understand that you're giving it the best you got, that's all we ask. That's re- that's the only thing that we ask in the program is that you show up and you you hold yourself accountable, you hold your teammates accountable. Don't be a follower, be a leader. So it's it's cool to see that these kids, like these young guys now, they're they're really starting to it's starting to click with them that like hold each other accountable in the weight room, hold each other accountable on the practice field. Um, we got a lot of guys that are doing that now, so it's uh, it's pretty cool to see. You learn, you learn discipline, you learn teamwork, you learn a lot of those things in sports. Um, but for better or worse, you learn failure, and in life, you're going to have a lot of that. Whether it be you know, like you said, a job, uh, the car breaks down, the whatever. Um, tie that into the fact that on teams and on um, program in programs you build relationships with people to where not only do you have to hold yourself accountable but you can rely on other people yeah. and in in the world it's about who you know more than what you know yeah. and discipline failure and then relying on other people how can you kind of see that in because a 15 year old kid is not going to understand that but as a teacher and as a coach you now have to try to get them to learn those lessons without saying, "Here it is. Guess what's going to happen." Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a, that's a big thing. We always we always preach that you don't got to be the greatest friends on the field, but you got to be there for each other. Like you like you might go to work one day, you might not have a coworker that you 
have the fondest feelings for. But you got to understand, like, we're we're in this together. Like, we're going to do this together. And this this kids, the, this team that we have right now, they're really good about holding each other accountable. They're there for each other. They help each other out. Um, yeah, a missed block or two. They're not afraid to go up to one another and be like, "Hey, man, like you got to do this instead of you know going here." And being more vocal is something that these kids nowadays I think do a lot better than what when I was in high school. They're they're more they hold each other more accountable. They rely on each other and they trust each other. And if you if you trust your teammate in the practice or off the field. It's just going to translate even more to being on the court or being on being on the field or being on the track. Um, so just seeing the the accountability and relying on each other and just having those relationships, and then it translates to the field, and then, and then you see you see that translate to the field, and then it turns into it turns into successes. But like you said, the failures that that's where you can see like. You, you find out the true colors of a person and you see how adversity hits and you see how they handle it. And that's another thing that we've been doing is you got to handle adversity. Like if you, if you, if you go down 14, nothing, how are you going to respond? Are you going to tuck your tail and hide? Or are you going to stand up and fight back? And it's something that we, we continue to work on as a staff. Uh, we continue to work and press the players about is just, how are you going to sit here and how are you going to handle adversity? Not only in football, but in life, like you said, if your car breaks down. Um, you know, if you don't do so well on a test or, you know, you have something going on at work. Like, how are you going to respond to that? And I think that's one thing that we are really preaching with these players nowadays. I guess we kind of dove right in before we uh, jumped into the introduction part of it. Let's talk a little bit about catching up with you because um, a lot of our high school audience at this point doesn't know who you are anymore because nope. <laughs> it's, it's been a few years um after you graduate from Athens in what year did you graduate 2017 17 um you chose to play basketball mm -hmm. what what was that decision like for you um and what do you wish you could kind of tell yourself coming out of high school knowing I mean you had multiple opportunities at different places like you we talked about you played multiple sports um but why did you choose the path that you did and, and how do you look back on that now well, I chose basketball because it was—it's—it's it's my favorite sport. I, I love being a part of basketball. Um, like you said, I went and played college for two years, and I—I I, I wouldn't take it back at all. Uh, my time at Sanford, I met some of my best friends, um, and I truly met some people that they like. My best friend—he's playing basketball overseas. He's a professional basketball player overseas, and I just saw the amount of drive and work that he put in to go to achieve his dream and just to make the most out of it. I mean, and he, his name's Cortland. He's one of my best friends. I talk to him as much as I can. I just know how busy he is, but you just see that drive and determination. And it took me a little bit to try to, you know, adapt to that. And I, re I realized I wasn't going to be the most talented player on the college team. I, I knew that, but I was just going to work and I was going to make the most out of myself. Um, but whenever I saw him work and the type of skill and drive and determination, getting up at 5 a.m. every day, at the day after a game, going and working out at 5, 6 in the morning, you try to you try to emulate that and you try to take that with you and pass it along to these kids. Like, hey, like he, he's making the most out of his opportunity. There's no reason you shouldn't have that same mindset. Just take what you can get 
you, you put in your effort, you give it your best, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, but t going to Sandberg, it was great. Um, you meet some great people, you meet new people. You, you Your mindset changes a little bit coming from a small town of, you know, 2,000 people. Yeah. And then you go and you hang out with people that are from Peoria and Evansville, Indiana, and Chicago. And it's like you you see different people you meet different people people that have different mindsets and determinations but you 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 take that with you and it's something that i i'm truly blessed that i did and i i'm glad i had that opportunity so what do you learn from that like you just talked about where you you meet so many different people from different backgrounds and then you come back here and you see people that probably never left here or never want to leave here mm -hmm. um how how can you use that to your advantage when you're teaching and coaching and saying you understand the mindset of people here but you also have to understand that there's a gigantic world out there that's yeah. outside of driving to Springfield or driving to Peoria yeah, yeah. and that's difficult I mean it's it really is it's uh, it's difficult to get kids to understand because like all they know is Athens, Illinois I mean they haven't been able to, they don't leave until maybe they're a couple years out of high school and they move away um, but being able to get them to understand like there is a bigger world outside of Athens, Illinois and you've got to be able to um, be balanced in your life and be balanced in understanding people understand that like, people come from different backgrounds and it, it took me about two weeks to realize that when I first got to Stamberg that not everybody's had the, the same upbringing that I've had or had the same you know the same lifestyle I've had, which is just you're accustomed to Athens, Illinois, or you're accustomed to Springfield, Illinois, you know what I mean? So being able to relay that to the kids and understanding that, and getting them to understand, like, you don't, you don't know what's out there. You got to be, you got to go in, with, you got to go into everything with an open mind. You got to be able to adjust and adapt and be flexible, not only in school or in sports but be flexible in your life like you're there's going to be you're going to be called on to do some challenging things that you may not have done before that you aren't used to doing but it's only going to make you a better person it's only going to make you a better athlete whatever it may be better worker co-worker whatever it may be um so just being able to give kids that knowledge and me going through that experience and experiences is it, it, it's i'm glad i did it, it, it Looking back on it, yeah, it was challenging at times, and yeah, it may not have been the most comfortable thing to do, but now looking back on it, I wouldn't have traded it for the world, just being able to understand that not everybody's coming from where you come from. Do you wish you would play football in college? <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I chose the route I did. Uh, honestly, the if, if I was to look back on it, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Um, I, I love football. I love it so much. The practices can get a little tough at times. Being having to practice four days a week and not being able to hit somebody, only be able to hit somebody and take your frustrations out on somebody other than <laughs> your teammates. But no, I'm glad I chose the route I did. Um, I had, like you said, I had an opportunity to go play football, um, but playing college basketball and playing on playing for a good program that Coach Twaddles established up there at Sandberg, he, he he taught a lot too. I mean, he taught me a lot, and he taught us a lot. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Uh, you played two years, like you said, at Carl Sandburg. Um, and then at what point 
does it start to hit you that, you know, athletics is over, it's time to, I got to do something else? Probably when I injured my hamstring and hip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just injuries started to overtake my body, and I think just playing multiple sports in high school and, you know, you, your body starts to wear and tear, and you're young, dumb, and young, dumb kid, and you're not, you know, not going to play Division One. So you just kind of, kind of realize. I think I kind of realized towards middle of sophomore year, probably closer middle of the season, closer to the end of the season. Sat down with my my mom and dad, and we just talked. They were asking me what I'm thinking about doing next. What's the next step? And. Uh, well, I basically just told them, I was like, look, I, I don't think my body and I don't think I'm, I'm I don't want to continue playing sports, but I want to, I want to hopefully down the road, get back into it and coach and give players that perspective and knowledge that I gained. But um, yeah, I think towards the middle of my sophomore year at Sandberg, I kind of realized, okay, it's, it's time to think beyond sports and think into the future and what's best for me and myself and potentially my family as well. So what was that move? What did you end up doing? So I went and so I went and got into special education at Illinois State. Uh, first semester there, I actually declared as a history education major. Okay. But um, it didn't really pan out. Um, it was a little bit more challenging than I thought. Not that special education isn't challenging. Uh, it's one of the top programs in the country. It's a very difficult program. Um, but, you know, Going going into that, um, gotta it was it's like being a being an athlete, being a teacher, and being an athlete kind of correlate and they kind of intertwine a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I, I wanted something that was going to challenge me. I've always had that mind. Ever since I've been at Sandberg, I've had that mindset where I, I want something that's going to challenge me, that's going to push me to be better. Um, in Illinois State, it's a great program. You got great people that are always going to be there for you. They 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 know what you what you possess, and they know that you they want you want to be great as a teacher, and that's something that I've I really like about it, and I'm glad I went and did this. So now that you've gotten into it, you understand what you're getting into. You uh, are, are student teaching now. Um, what's the thing that most worries you or scares you about it? You are not only accountable for yourself; you're accountable for. Ten to fifteen other human beings as well. They're relying on you, just like coaching. They're they're relying on you and your knowledge base. Um, you got to be you got to be able to be open to, and you got to be able to adjust to what not only a certain individual student needs, but also what everybody else needs. And knowing each, building a relationship with each student, just like you when you coach, you got to build a relationship with each individual player. They have to be able to know, okay, I can trust what he knows and what he's trying to teach me and tell me. And uh, it's it, and that's why I say they kind of intertwine. you got to be able to build relationships. And you got to be able to know that they, they trust you just as much as you trust them to grow and become a better person. And whenever you see, like whenever I've been student teaching, I mean, you just see the growth within each student like over the semester. And it's it's heartwarming to see. It really is because they they do care and they do rely on you and they do trust you, so it's been it's been fun to see and it's it's a heartwarming feeling knowing that the kids they trust you and they rely on you to do what you do. How does your your background in athletics 
help you to build those relationships with different people who um, aren't like you, yeah. are, are people who face challenges who, like you said, they need you, but at the same time, they're not going to do it if they don't trust you. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a big thing, being, being, like I said, being flexible, understanding that you don't, you don't know what that person's gone, gone home and had to deal with. Like last semester, I mean, this, those kids go home and deal with something that I've never, ever had to deal with before, ever. And you got to come to you got to come to the classroom with an open mindset, knowing that okay, this this student may not have had the best night last night, may not have had the best morning, but I want to show them that I'm going to be there for them, that they can trust me to help them become better, help them gain knowledge, help them help them grow as a person. Um, but yeah, I mean, teaching and coaching are intertwined, and it's just great whenever you see the the trust is like it starts to come out within that within that student or within that player they 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 want to learn from you they trust you that you're going to be that you're going to be there for them and you're going to give them their all and if they give their all back it's it's great to see because whenever they give their all back to you it, they, they grow tremendously so is there a, a person or a moment that kind of led you down this path that said that you said hey I, this person impacted me or this moment impacted me I want to help and I want to do that as well. So my biggest influence, actually, he's not no longer with us, but Joe Reed uh, took the Hillsborough job uh, for football, and then his brother Zach Reed also. I was I developed a great relationship with both of them. There's I still try to talk to them uh, consistently, but they got they got kids they got to take care of. And, <laughs> They got other things going on. They're, Joe's trying to run a program and build a program back up, and he's doing a fantastic job down there. Like I, I called him and talked to him, oh, about a month or two ago, and I just told him I was like, "Look, I'm, I'm really excited for what you're doing down there. Like you have established a culture within a year. Like yeah, it, you didn't make the playoffs, but still, that's that's a great stepping stone into leaping into a yearly playoff team." And Joe definitely had a big impact on me going down teaching and then getting into coaching. Because I didn't think when I first graduated high school, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be back in school. I'm not going to teach. I hate school. But now that I look, I started to go through it, I, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the challenges that were in front of me. And he just told me every day, you got to wake up and embrace those challenges. Be uncomfortable. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. And um, it's definitely something that it's def that's definitely a relationship I know will never die. I'm always going to stay in touch with them and see how they're doing and check in and see how the family's doing and all that. So I would say Joe definitely had a huge impact on me and uh, my decision to go into teaching and then obviously into coaching. In the past few years that I've gotten to know the Athens football program and coaching staff, the one thing that always stood out was how close all these coaches are with each other and how just the, the bond that they all have and so did it surprise you at all when when that happened and, and kind of there was that split last year uh no no there was it wasn't uh it wasn't surprising from the standpoint that we all want the best for each other like if there's an opportunity there's an opportunity like ryan wanted joe to take that job because that's an opportunity that joe's always wanted joe's always wanted to be a head coach and we, I was, we were all just ecstatic for him. I mean, he, he's deserving of it. He's worked. He's put in that, those hours and that constant time 
devotion to this program. And when he took it, I texted him and I said, there's nobody better for the job and I'm happy for you. Like, you're, the, the relationship's never going to die. They always stay in touch. They, we we want to see each other succeed and we want to see each other go on and achieve dreams that, you know, they have set out for themselves. Um, it, it's tough. It was tough to see them leave because I, I was looking forward to potentially coming back and being able to coach with him. Yeah. But it was also awesome to see him... Um, get to go out and achieve a goal that he's always had in his life, which is to be a head coach. And like I said, he's it's not shocking to me what he's doing down there. I mean, he's turning that program around. He's turning around rapidly. Um, so it, it's, it was cool to see that he finally got to achieve a goal that he's always wanted to achieve. And it also created the opportunity to bring in a guy like Logan, who mm-hmm. uh, like we've already talked about the impact that he's had. Um, but also with you coming back too, I kind of want to tie those both together of you know a coaching staff can can be set in their ways and say hey we're successful we go seven and two every year we're not changing much let's just keep it the way it is um but how does you coming in and how does logan coming in to this program who has that success last year you finally go eight and one mm-hmm. and get over that little hump yeah um how does that help coach knox and the program going forward of saying you know we're going to keep doing the things the right way, but at the same time, it's it's good to bring in that youth and that outside view a little bit. Yeah, so the the youth is definitely we. Me and Logan, we're able to relate to the player because we're. I mean, we're so young, we're so energetic, and these kids they're constantly bouncing off the walls. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I was when I was a kid too. So, being able to kind of understand and get the kids to know like, hey, we can have fun and we can joke around when it's time to joke, but when it's time to get down to work and get after it a little bit like we're we're i'm i put my competitive side away for a couple years when i was at isu not playing sports but that competitive that hyper competitiveness is starting to come back within me and i think the kids start to realize that like hey we can joke around and we can be youthful and have fun and all that but when it's time to get down and work and do what we need to do we have to do that and i think that's something that i picked up on within the first week with logan is that he he he's a very he's a very intense guy when it comes to football and helping kids grow and become better, but he also can have fun and build those relationships and that's something that I'm I've taken note of with him um, and it's something that I've taken note of with Coach Knox and Coach Knox has kind of seen it too. Um, and there's a time to joke and there's a time to just get down and get to work and it's something that we're developing and that I'm 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 growing with each day. With the time that you've been away, mm-hmm. uh, learning and having fun at school and doing whatever, um, you obviously pay very close attention to Athens as a program, um, and you see what they've accomplished in the past few years, but also how close they've gotten. What's that like, knowing that they're so close yeah. to making it to that state championship, which just feels like it's just out of reach at this point, but... Um, as we've learned with multiple programs in this area, you just keep banging on that door and it's gonna it's gonna fall down. Yeah, and that's what I I texted Coach Knox right after the Carrollton loss, about an hour after they lost, and I said the breakthrough's coming. I was like, the breakthrough is coming. I was like, we are right there. Like we have been right there for a couple of years now, and the expectation every year is we're gonna continue to grow. Um, but the expectation is, is we want to get to that game. 
like we want to be there playing on Thanksgiving weekend. Like that's that's the ultimate. That's every program in this state's goal. Is like you want to compete for that state championship, and it's something that we've we've done, but we haven't got to that point yet. And we're right there. Like you said, we are so close. And it's last year was heartbreaking because I we watched that game on the TV up in Bloomington, me and Mason Rife, um, and it, you could just see like. It was almost like the life went out of the coaches because they just felt like they and the players because they just felt like they were right there, but they also know like, okay, we're 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 in a good spot as a program. Like, there's not many. I mean, when we're one of four teams left in the playoffs, I mean, that's a Final Four right there. That's a lot of a lot of programs would take that. And the fact that we're not satisfied, or quarterfinal, sorry, yeah, quarterfinal. So we're one of eight teams left, but the fact that we're I mean, we're right there. I mean, that just shows that, like, this program isn't satisfied. I mean, we're, we, we want to get to that, that ultimate destination. And uh, C- Coach Knox and every single coach is just as hyper-competitive. So w- we're going to get there at some point. We just got to keep, like you said, keep banging on that door. As a person who went through it, played through it, and now you're watching it and now coaching with it, um, do the kids – in the program understand not only what that means but like you know when you're a sophomore you probably don't even really think about okay like this is the ultimate goal it's like oh who are we playing this week cool let's go out there and do our thing like how do you kind of instill that in them for weeks like this in July when this is when it's going to matter yeah. this is when it's going to be affected and not in Three, three months from now. Yeah, and that that's something that, like, looking back on it, that's not the mindset I had as a sophomore. No, I mean, you're a kid. You, yeah. You're literally just trying to, you know, go to county fairs and meet girls. <laughs> yeah, this time exactly. Of year. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you, you want to be a kid, um, but you always, the coaches always tell you, like, this work in July and June and – early August, it's going to pay off in November, and you're just sitting there thinking, like, dude, that's so far away. I don't even <laughs> yeah. think about that. I, I don't even know. I didn't even think of, know what I'm going to do in the next hour. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's something that it's, um, it's, it's hard to get them to understand that the work you put in during these summer, these dog days of summers where it's just, like, everything's repetitive and you're in there lifting and doing sprints, agility work, and then you're going up and you're getting your team O and your team D sessions in is like this is the stuff that we establish now so that way we aren't doing this first week or first week of camp and rolls around and then we're doing it for first week preparing for Pittsfield or Plains or whoever we're going to be playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard to get them to understand that, and I was the same way. I'm not going to put down on any kids nowadays because I was definitely the same way. Yeah. Um, but it, you just got to keep reminding them like this is this is the way you do your work early, and then it'll pay off in the end. So it, it's it they're they're understanding it. They get it. Um, I don't think they fully get it, but they're they're coming along. They're good. But in a town like this too, when you have um, maybe they watch their brothers, maybe they watch their cousins, maybe they watch you know you grow up going to those games on Friday night, and yeah, you're probably running up and down the hill a few times, but you're watching the game. You know what's going on. Um, guys like Laird, who watched his brother do it and get so close, um, they can kind of be that voice to, to maybe a little bit of those guys. But at the same time, in a bigger picture of things, like you said, a lot of programs would 
kill to be in a position where you're playing in a quarterfinal every year or oh, yeah. you're knocking on that door. Uh, I mean, throw your throw the, any Sagamore name in the hat and outside of Waynesville, Moroa, and you guys, that's the conversation every year is probably a quarterfinal. And that's mm-hmm. that's a standard that you work to build, um, but that that doesn't come easy by any means either. No, no, and that that's... <laughs> We've been blessed to have kids that understand, and they watch. They, like you said, they go every Friday night and they see the the wins and they see the losses and they see how how like upset and how just down you are after a loss. And they understand that the, the expectation, like the expectation when Coach Knox first got here, was like we just got to make the playoffs. Like, yeah. We just want to qualify for the playoffs. And now that we're like talking about, okay, we need to, we're banging on that door for a state championship. Um, it, it's been sweet to see, and it's sweet to see that all these kids that are coming up through the program, and then they're they're wanting to get better at football, and they're wanting to play basketball and do all this other stuff. And you, you hold them to that expectation, and they hold themselves to that expectation. They want to be great, and that's good to see. And like you said, you got Zach Laird, whose older brother was a touchdown or two, a touchdown away from potentially going to a state championship. I mean, and that, that game was rough. Yeah, and I'll it, tell you that. yeah, and that and that's just and like they, Nick. I I know Nick well enough. He's just like I am, hyper competitive. But you just he probably shared that experience with Zach of what it's like getting right there and losing. And I'm sure Zach doesn't want to feel that. He doesn't want to go through that feeling. But yeah, and it, it's the growth of these kids, and they go to these games on Fridays, and they see you know. They see the games, they watch the games, and they see how we operate and how we go about things. It's and then they they're bringing it up with them through the youth program, and then when they get to high school, they're there. Uh, they kind of come in a little wide-eyed, which the, we all do, but then they grow and they develop and they build those great habits. I want to dig in a little and hope that you can share some stories of uh, switch over to basketball a little bit because I feel like in the Sagamo now. You go to a game and there might be a couple dunks. It depends on who you got. But um, in your days, man, throwing lobs to guys like Matt Winling, guys like Hunter Maxwell, guys, you went to an Athens game and you saw a dunk at least once a quarter. <laughs> um, what's it? What What do you remember from that? What What was that like to say? You know, we got some dudes that yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna go out there and ball. Yeah, like Devin Richardson too. I don't. Want yeah. To oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and and that's. So rare to see nowadays. <laughs> like we come from Athens. Like we don't, you know, we're a bunch of small country, country bumpkin white kids. Like we don't, you know, yeah, dunking cowboy boots. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, can't be dunking in boots and jeans. But you know, yeah. I mean, it was crazy to see that. And like we just blocking shots, like going in and blocking the shots into the student section. It was, it was like such a. It would made my job a lot easier just knowing like, hey, you throw it at the top of the square up there, and I'm gonna go get it. Like, okay, like I'll do that, no problem. Um, but yeah, no, just the athleticism, and then you like they, the impact they have on those the young kids that they watch that, and they're like, oh, like we we, we can do that too potentially. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a crazy experience. Uh, I always knew Hunter and D. Rich and Matt were top of the line athletic and they could go up and get anything they were blocking shots and running I mean Hunter was 
probably 30 pounds heavier than me, and he's outrunning me by like two or three steps. So, you know, his legs are like a foot longer than yours. Yeah, yeah. So just you the know, strides. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's great to see. And Drayton was also just a freak athlete, and he was fast. He was strong. Um, he could jump out of the gym. Um, but yeah, it made my job really easy just to say, okay, I know if I get into the lane, I can just throw this up there and they can go just hammer it home. So. But what were those first like practices like where you guys walked in the gym and and the layup line like everyone's dunking and you're like, dude, what is this? What like what are we capable of? Here? Oh my god! Like so, funny story is we were down in Waverly in a summer league game, and the in the summer league they they let you dunk and you can. They don't really care the referees. Like obviously, when you get into season, you can't dunk in the layup line. So we were down at Waverly, and everybody swears that the Waverly rims are like a couple inches shorter. <laughs> so, so Hunter Hunter's is like, well, this rim's nine ten, and D Rich and Matt, they're all just like, well, we're not gonna shoot a jump shot. We're gonna literally just dunk everything to try to intimidate the other team because their the other team's probably down there like, what are we gonna do with this? Right. Well, we go down, we start dunking, and. D. Rich goes up and just hammers hammers one home, and then we look at the backboard, and the backboard's just like at a 45-degree <laughs> angle. So we had to delay the game for about 20 minutes, and they had to straighten the backboard out, and Coach Johnson called everybody over. He's like, all right, we know you can dunk. Quit dunking, please, yeah. so we can play and go home. <laughs> but it, it was just, just that like athleticism and those stories that you see and you you get to see those guys do stuff like that. I mean, it, it just shows you how special they are, um, and it shows that like that rubs off potentially on kids. But yeah, I mean, just going up and oh my god, just the, those two. Oh man. But okay, when you, when your team's capable of doing that, and when you have the talent that you do, um, I mean, how much confidence did you guys walk into gyms with, knowing? I mean. Oh, yeah. You you knew you were, and Coach Johnson is no slouch of a coach by any means. So it's like okay, all these pieces we we're gonna be we should be pretty good. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean we like we get off the bus and we just like you could just see like everybody's shoulders are up, no heads are down. And, like we're gonna walk we walk in thinking we're fine. We're gonna we we're gonna like we're gonna be there in the end. Like and I mean the biggest impact that in the game that they really had was on the defensive end. It was just so hard to score on us because of our size and athleticism and length. But you can just see, like, those the confidence within ourselves. Like, okay, like, we, we, we got the best athletes. Like, we're not worried about our athletic ability. We're not worried about our effort or anything like that. It, and it just, like, it made everything you, – you, you thought more freely. Um, you, you didn't have to overthink anything, really. Um, you had guys walking in, and, like the confidence was going to be there. Like we're we're gonna we're we're gonna be fine. Like if we just play our game, we play what. Like we have the coaching, we have the athleticism, but we just we got We're gonna be there in the end. Like we know what we're capable of, and like every time we walked into a gym, it was just like okay, we're 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 good. Like let, let's go to let's go ball. A couple weeks ago, I had Chase on, and we were talking about our glory days in fourteen fifty of when when he was here at fifteen seventeen. Um, and you look back on it now, and we built, we talked about relationships earlier, we built such good relationships with all you guys as area athletes um, to where it was so much fun doing what we do, and the, like we've already talked about, there's clearly a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, as we look back on that now, I mean, five, six years later, what do you remember from that group of like, you know, years 
15, 16, 17, like, the talent in not only the Sagamo, but the area was just absurd. Like, dude. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah, and one of my best friends is, one of my good friends is Colin Stallworth. And, like, we were just, like, that's just the talent. Like, that's, he's so, like, gifted naturally. And, like, you see that translate from a football field to a basketball field. And then you see, like, Cole Greer. He played all three sports for two years. And, like, you see how athletic he is. I mean, Jake Pinnell played played basketball. He I think he golfed, too. But, like, just seeing, like, the multiple sports, like, the athletes played. And you see, like, just this raw athletic talent. And, like, you see that 1450 is able to put that for everybody to see. Like, everybody can see, like, how gifted Colin was as an athlete. I mean, like, you just... You see stuff like that because of the relationships you guys built, and it was just so, like you said, it was probably so much fun to go to a CSA game and watch Chatham play Lanfear in basketball, yeah. or go to an area football game and watch Williamsville and Morello Forsyth go at it, or watch Athens and Morello Forsyth go at it. I mean, it was just, you see that night in and night out as a reporter, and you get to see those different athletes, and you just probably sit back and you're like, Wow, this is a really there's a lot of talent in this area and there's a lot of good athletes that can go through this area and I think that 15, 16, 17 year run of those three those three years with all those athletes I mean that had to be one of the best like there's a lot of talent that was going through during those years so yeah, yeah. a lot of fun oh yeah um, oh yeah so let's just wrap it up with this what are what are your um not necessarily like life goals and that's kind of a weird question but like what now that you're getting your life started so to speak after college what what are you hoping to kind of build for yourself and what do you hope to do because like you talked about um coach knox has has built something special here joe reed is building something special there um what do you hope to learn and what do you hope to accomplish in the next five ten years with that well, number one is move out of my parents' house. <laughs> that's a good start. That's a good that's, start. That's number one. I want to get that done here pretty soon. But They're probably happy to hear that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, my dad is too. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know. I want to continue to grow as an individual, as a person, not only like a coach or a teacher, but just as a person, um, gaining knowledge from outside sources, outside of myself. I, I never want to, st- I, I always want to learn something new, like three new things a day. Like I don't ever get satisfied with the knowledge that I have or the position that I'm in. Um, but you never, like life, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's so unexpected and it's so just, it, it just throws curveballs at you. I mean, it really does. So, I, I mean, I can't really, I don't, I don't really have a specific answer, but I, I want to hopefully one day move up in the coaching ranks and hopefully get a head coaching job like Joe did. I mean, that's a goal of mine. Um, in the near, in the future, but right now I'm just taking it day by day. Um, I'd say you're starting and learning from a good yeah, place. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning <laughs> from a really good place. I'm I'm, I'm glad that um, that I came back here and that I'm starting to do this and that I had the opportunity. And Coach Knox, he wanted me to come back and he wanted me to help. And I, I was I, I couldn't pass up on the opportunity to come and help. And it's a program that I care about. Um, it's a program that I want to hopefully one day bring a state title to and help bring a state title to. But you know, it's it, it's just hard to say where I'm going to take, but definitely being a uh, head coach in the future is definitely a goal of mine. How good would the garage beers taste in Coach Knox's garage after you guys win a state title? <sighs> <Ooh-wee>. <laughs> ha. 
Oh my God! They would just—I don't even know if they—they'd would... <laughs> go down quick. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they just—they wouldn't—they wouldn't taste like anything. They'd just be going down like water, man. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your time. We're—we're uh, we're coming up here on fall, fall. Will be here before you know it. Oh yeah. August eighth is it's right around the corner. So thanks for your time, and look forward to seeing what Ethan's does this year. Thank you. Appreciate it, DP. Huge thank you to Nick for taking the time. It was a ton of fun to catch up with him. Some great insight with a great guy who's going to be doing awesome things at Lanphier and Athens this year. That's it this week. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Northwestern Mutual. I'll see you next week.